0: Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide an update on the deal-making side of the supplement industry and explain why I think more focused yet brighter days are ahead. But before we get started, I would love if you took 53 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. There is a natural, healthy ebb and flow to all things in life, and that includes mergers and acquisitions activity within the supplement industry. So while we're still in one of those ebbs, the tides seem to be changing. I'm going to let you in on a not so little secret within the supplement industry. Supplement brands are competing for every dollar from consumers who have a heightened sensitivity to costs, but the supplement consumer has proved once again that it's highly resilient. And while the level of investment funding and quantity of M&A transactions are down this year compared to the previous few years, things have fared relatively well for the supplement industry. The markets are right-sizing, lofty valuations are getting washed out of the system, and companies are getting used to higher interest rates. Combine that with the significant capital now sidelined on the private equity side and stockpiles of cash at strategics waiting for deployment, and I believe things could be improving on the finance deal side of the supplement industry in the near-term future. Does that mean everything is heading back to the dozen or so years of Goldilocks between the Great Recession and the Great Shutdown? No. Investors have gotten more careful and there's less FOMO. Money isn't free anymore, and I don't believe it will get any significantly cheaper anytime soon as the Federal Reserve will face challenges stemming from wage inflation battles within the labor movement 2.0. So, Investors must recalibrate, but deals will indeed keep getting done. Though I believe the supplement industry investment theme over the next few years will be coined getting back to the basics. And that phrase can obviously mean many things to many different people, but I'm thinking about it through a synergistic lens. Let's look at a trio of supplement industry deals that were just announced in the last few weeks. The first one was between neutral holdings and nested naturals. For those unfamiliar with the portfolio company Neutral Holdings, they are a longtime client of mine that owns one of the largest Amazon focused sports nutrition brands called Jack Factory and the direct to consumer all natural sports nutrition brand Transparent Labs. While both brands already contain a collection of wellness oriented products, Neutral Holdings is still heavily weighted on performance nutrition subcategories. So, Nested Naturals provided a perfect opportunity for categorical diversification, but with sales channel familiarity, as Nested Naturals is also an Amazon-focused brand. The second M&A transaction was between Thorn HealthTech and the global private equity firm L. Catterton. I've already went into a lot of depth on this transaction through a piece of content about a week ago that I posted, but just to echo some thoughts I shared at the end, L. Catterton is a great partner to fuel Thorne's long term growth aspirations of being a major player within the next era of health. One that will certainly be data driven and wellness centric, with a guiding focus on preventative care that extends the health span of each individual. And then the final recent kind of back to basics synergistic supplement industry deal I wanted to kind of bring to your attention is between another longtime client of mine, Avi and the coffee brand, Coffee Over Cardio. But instead of me just kind of babbling on about this m a transaction, I asked my good friend, Ronik Shah, who just so happens to also be the co-founder and CEO of Avi, to join me for a quick chat on camera. In the following conversation, we run through the backstory of how this deal materialized, the investment thesis, and what's next on the deal horizon for Avi.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. Alda. The- I guess i'll start off with saying congrats on the acquisition thank you so much uh josh and of course as always always a pleasure to talk to you and thanks for making a platform for all of us to just come and chat you know they always say like it's good things come when you're not looking yeah um and we really weren't um and uh i think this came out of a a opportunity that's like wow this could really work and then you start to like learn how to acquire a business and what it means. And like, it was kind of like we had to learn and, and, and act very quickly. So uh, it was fun, fun journey.
0: Was there any kind of interesting backstory? Like, how did the deal material Yeah, yeah, out? yeah.
1: Actually, really cool backstory. All right. So, first of all, the owner of Coffee Over Cardio used to work with me at Shreds 10 okay. years ago. So, um, 2013, 2014, we worked at Shreds. Um, and, uh, you know, at that point, one of the faster growing supplement brands, um, had a colossal fall, um, but was a, one of the best learning uh, journeys I've ever been on. He was managing their social media at that time. Um, we, we stayed very close, like the Shreds, Shreds class of people, like if you were in that 2013, 2014 class of Shreds, everyone has their own businesses, right? You have company like Noob uh, Drinks, or you have Rise, which is Nick Stella was an ex-Shreds, yeah. Um, you have Mike Krausen, who started Coffee Over Cardio. I started Obvi. You have multiple, multiple brands out there, right? Um, so we all kind of are like in this like alumni, like chat and like remain close and like kind of still have that friendship. So Mike Krausen, um, he and, and, and his now ex-wife, they started Coffee Over Cardio and uh, uh, it uh, ran it up to 10 million in sales and and did really well with it. Unfortunately, their marriage didn't work out. And- they split the business and he got to keep the business and it got to a point where he was just running a business and not passionate about it anymore. So he kind of, um, it was a kind of around like, I think it was like March or April. He's like, Hey, listen, like I'm like kind of over this. I'm doing my other things and, and working on other things. Do you guys want to possibly help me out with this? And at this point, like we've, been very true about, we're not going to help out businesses because we left an agency model uh, before we started Obvi because we didn't believe in it anymore. Um, so we kind of declined and we're like, no, we're no, We don't have the capacity to help. Um, and then I think it was like June came back or July um, and he was like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm done with this. Um, I'm ready to part ways. Um, I want it to end up in good hands. So why don't you just kind of cover my inventory costs? Um, and I'm happy to just, you know, get a, a small percentage to be kept in goodwill. And um, we were like, really? And he was just like, I just know you guys are going to run with this really, really well. Um, and um, I just want to see its glory glory days kind of come back alive for it. So we're like, yeah, I mean, this this sounds really cool now. But then you don't think about like, wait, you're literally about to acquire a company. You, you just are like hyped about the idea of it. You know what I mean? And I think that's when it was like, holy shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, hypothetically, you're like, oh man, you see the vision for it. You're like, I could, I could put all these pieces together. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then, and then it yeah. happens and you're like, wait a minute. Now I have to yeah. actually like execute on all this while I'm also doing obby, while I'm also doing this pet brand, I think. And then you were just talking about like how that, how big like the podcast has even gotten. It's like, you have so many irons in the fire. All of a sudden you're like, okay, now I actually have to like make all this happen.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That was that moment of, I, I, and I, and I feel like I'm really jealous of the people who do this like constantly because like that moment when you realize, Holy shit, this is like a company that we're taking over now to like actually going through the diligence understanding integrations and how this is going to fit into your ecosystem. That is a whole different world of learning. Like there's no way we even did this correctly, hundred percent. Like there's so many, like, we just realized, like forgot to transfer over the PayPal, like little thing. like, like just stuff that you're like, damn, like there's so many little pieces, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a whole new world of learning. Um, but, uh, we've successfully, um, you know, did the transfer of assets and it is our company. Um, and it feels weird to say that too, sometimes, but, um, yeah, it's uh, been exciting couple weeks of it now.
0: Yeah. I think the good thing is that it obviously comes from a friendly transaction. You know, if it was somebody that you guys had no connection to whatsoever, you guys said, no whatever, it's like, you skip some of those steps or you, you, kind of learn through it. Um, you wouldn't be able to kind of, Hey, text the guy up like, Hey, we forgot this or whatever, but like, you could kind of like work through it and then everything going forward, if you were to make other you know transactions you would know okay we need to check all these couple other boxes that we forgot to so it's kind of a a good one to kind of learn through but um i'm also thinking about when when i saw you announce that instantly i'm like okay that's a great kind of bolt on complementary business because i think anybody that knows collagen supplements knows that a lot of the usage is in coffee it's just a natural kind of thing is like people put their collagen in their morning coffee so now that you have this coffee brand it's like you have both parts of the of the typical i guess use occasion
1: yep that's uh you you nailed it um i think there's two parts to this right so one is like when you look at our current consumer base for obvi exactly what you describe is kind of what triggered our mind almost instantly. And maybe we didn't even like talk about it. It's just like we knew, right? Cause that is literally how our consumer behaves. And then the second part was like, I think the reverse angle too, like there is a set of their customers that like also are taking this product, um, but maybe don't know the add-on effect of Mm. what something like a collagen can do. So I think we've always looked at it like, well, how can this help Obvi? I think, post acquisition is when we realized wait how can obvi help this brand as well um and i think that was kind of kind of really cool to get that second perspective because we've never looked at it from both sides of it um but yeah you're spot on it it just it's such a natural integration
0: yeah i think the the extra benefit um for those that maybe are not too aware of your business is that you have this really great community that you get to see the primarily women you know like how are they utilizing the product they're very I guess, forthcoming in, in which they show their usage. They, they ask a lot of questions. They're very kind of helpful in that community. And that allows you to see how they're actually using the product. You know, I think exactly. what, a little bit of the mix up that happens sometimes with consumer packaged goods is that, you know, you have a suggested usage or you imagine in your head how a product's going to be used. <clears throat> and then there's never any, I guess, uh, behavioral data or anything that's actual, how are they using it? Where I think the community, you guys know exactly how people are using it. So you can say, Hey, the majority of our consumers are actually putting this in coffee. And that actually is a great acquisition.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I, and I, and I think, um, you know, when we, when we look at the community, knowing that, um, you know, milk is one of the first, um, top mixes, but then coffee is a close second. I think one thing we always said at Obvi, too, was like, we want to replace everything that's in someone's shelf, right? And so um, in their cabinet, um, and, and and it comes down to even what they mix this with. So, like, obviously, we're not going to get into dairy, so we're not going to come out with milk. But if we can come out with coffee, now we're replacing that Folgers um, coffee in their cabinet, um, but not necessarily by... Um, Creating saturation through our brand by like, hey, drink Aubrey Coffee, rather coming through at this with like a sister angle, which I think is what I'm like super excited about.
0: and I think the other kind of element to this is that both brands are very much kind of like taste forward and creative and fun with the way that they approach the flavoring. I think that yeah. like I'm not a coffee drinker. I think you you, you know that we've hung out enough yep. to that you know that, um, but. I've always appreciated when Coffee or Cardio came out. They took that spin, that angle of like, let's make this coffee fun, which. i think differentiates it away from you like you said it's a folgers or whatever so now you have two of these brands that have the same kind of ethos and then what can you do with it it's like seems like it could be a pretty fun integration yeah
1: it, it's um, I, I you know we're we i don't think we've ever announced this uh, let me try and think am i gonna get in trouble okay <laughs> i want to announce it here first um we also have two licensing deals one which is known to public um which is dip and dots um and we're super super excited about that one um but the second one is is we're the official licensee with post um so we have fruity pebbles um coming out um and i think that that also set us off where we were like damn we our best selling collagen is still fruity cereal and I think part of us are like just being in, in the ecosystem of post Warner brothers. Like this is kind of like where this is the domain we want to be in. Not that we think that like, we'll be able to carry it over to Obvi because we can't cause of obviously diamond ties, et cetera. But yeah. I think being in that environment and ecosystem is going to play well for us. So we're super excited about that part as well. Um, going back to your flavor piece where, um, if we look at coffee no one has really played no one's really um uh surprised by flavored coffee but you add this like licensing angle and go a little bit more official flavored um i think it's going to be pretty fun and, and exciting
0: yeah i think it's it's like you said i mean it's not a huge leap it's not like you're reinventing something but i think it's um unique enough and new enough but it's also familiar that people are going to yes. be willing to kind of try it out which i think is really that golden space within CPG is like, you don't want to be too new and unique that like you have to be educating people. But I think in this case, you're ultimately going to get people to be like, that's very interesting. I would love my bitter coffee to taste much better. And because of that, I'm going to give this a shot. You know what I mean? And that's me <clears throat> hating on, again, on coffee, because I just feel like I'm I yeah. probably like have some genetic tongue thing that like the bitterness, I don't like, but uh, yeah, you yeah. know, that's...
1: <laughs> you know um, yeah, another, another really interesting fact about this company is their sales are split between coffee and hydration. Hmm. And I same reaction, like, when I looked at the Shopify the first day, I was like, huh, like, interesting. Why? Um, and then instantly started looking at, like, consumer feedback and, like, the surveying that they have. And the reason hydration does so well is oftentimes after you drink coffee, dehydration mm-hmm. is actually, like, just a factor that happens. And so Hydrate, which is their other their, – one of their best sellers – is off is is almost like a stack with coffee which i've never seen done right anyone who sells coffee never sells the idea of what can happen to you afterwards and so here's like it's you know supplement to it um and i just love that like i fell in love with that concept because we can draw on that so much more like tired of the coffee crash like take this supplement or tired of like that dehydration here's hydrate so there's so many angles that coffee or cardio can open up that I think haven't been touched, um, which is another big upside, given our supplement background can like, I think we can tie it well.
0: Yeah. I think that's it. It's an interesting take on the, on the hydration. I mean, I saw that when I looked at the brand, when that announcement happened, I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that they also had this. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know the previous owners, but knew that they came from the background of of kind of fitness and and even I think competing or, or doing fitness programs. So like I understood why that product or supplements as a whole was like interesting because it's like a natural extension to their lifestyle. But then I didn't realize that it was such a, I guess, proportion of their sales, because I just assumed adds you know it's an add-on or or it was a passion uh, personal pro- uh, product they wanted or whatever that was and they had the means to do it but it's good to see that and I think that what you just mentioned it is interesting because I don't think anybody's really done that I mean obviously there's like you know like the Nestle's and stuff that own water companies and own coffee companies but like you don't see them going and like let's put these things together and, and uh, yep. let's counteract them it's like they're just independently like let's Independent. say it's some dehydration and we got you some waters over here as well
1: yep yep that's so true Um, yeah, so I just love the positioning
0: now last kind of question I have for you. And this is, I guess you you kind of mentioned at the beginning, like, you know, if if a perfect situation kind of falls in your lap, you're going to take it and run with it. Um, but are you going to let, I guess, run free and build things, or are you just going to maybe acquire a few things? Like, is he like, I'm sure he's going to be able to get his hands on it and like do something unique with it. But like, is, was he also a little bit like, guys, I could have built something. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah no uh great question uh it's actually a really good question because it's come up um when 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 we started building paul rangers it's exactly that concept which was like hey we can build something okay here's the truth about paul rangers um it has been a start and stop pony since we started it okay it gets it is literally the abandoned child it's the orphan kid it is literally like oh, we got a few minutes today, cool, maybe we should talk talk about Power Rangers. The, the sad part is that the potential of that brand is pretty immense because there's so much play on character and positioning that we can do, uh, you know, power the superhero that's your best friend. Like that whole concept can be so strong, but um, because we built it, the burden for it to be something that we work on is very low mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's, it's, we know what to do here. We know what to do here. Whereas when we acquired this, we've been in like a frantic of like, we got to learn operations, finance, this, that, how does this happen? How do we get, renew the licensing deal? How do we get our subscription orders out in time? Like every element of the business is, is a, is a headache, which means that it's going to stay on top of mind. Which means you're going to put time into it. So I think building things um, is obviously on a unit economic standpoint and every other standpoint on a financial piece is probably way better. But buying things is far more, um, I think, far more likely to succeed in our domain because of how we kind of behave and perform with things that are our, the things that's ours versus things that we own. Like even our chew on this grew so much because we know our sponsors need a certain level of mm. execution or they're not going to sponsor us. So it's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. Coffee or cardio, like, holy shit, this is a brand. We can't let it tear down. Paul Rangers, it's a baby, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. So I think that's how we've kind of talked about it and we're like, Let's be real. Like we're clearly not able to give things that we build the time. So maybe the acquisition channel will get us to be like, Hey, we have to at least maintain this. Otherwise that's kind of embarrassing.
0: Now that you said that you're going to get just a bunch of people sending you uh offer like hey you want to buy a business you gotta, like all the other like uh shreds people that you forgot yeah. uh they're all going to just start sending you offers of like brands they built yeah. that, like, out there so um good luck with that i hope i hope yeah. you guys uh have the available capital because now all of a sudden Whoa. you're gonna have like a so much deal flow you're not gonna know what to do
1: we'll cut this episode two minutes before this part <laughs> <laughs> you're like we, we, we can't leak that out we can't put that out there <laughs> no i think it's such a cool market i think it's such a cool market right now Where like i don't know if you even saw what like happened with gap and macy's like mm-hmm. um they collaborated on like a store within store concept and like just like trying to like join forces which is conceptually what i think is going to happen more and more and i don't even look at this as like acquisition only i think it's like Someone got it to a certain point. Now someone else can come in and do it, but it doesn't have to be a VC or private equity. Yeah, I think a brand can become the new age VC um, for another brand. And I think uh, it'd be cool to see that unfold.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool to see some like, you know, smaller functional kind of portfolios you know like the new age craft the new age you know post is like this idea of like let's acquire a bunch of like complementary functional or or, you know wherever brands that just kind of fit together that are like unique and we don't need to be these massive corporations or whatever but we can you know get to these numbers by putting together these like kind of cool unique partnerships brand friends things that just like naturally are within the same venn diagrams and you're like we can all put this stuff and work together. Like they're all going in a parallel direction. We just have to get them to go. In. And if you put them in a scale in kind of that way of synergistic way, it's like, it, it works out. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly.